Well, good morning. I'm so glad you could be with me today as we study God's Word together in the Unfolding the Word ministry. We're in the midst of an extended verse-by-verse study of 1 John, and we're now in the fifth chapter. Today, I want to pick up our reading and study in that fifth chapter. I'm going to begin reading in verse 1, which we've been looking at, and read through verse 3. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and when we obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. We've been talking about agape love, selflessness, 1 Corinthians 13 sort of love. Over the last preceding part of the fifth chapter, back into the fourth chapter, we've discovered that agape love, which has been poured into our hearts when we became believers, is intended by God to transform the nature of our relationship with brothers and sisters in Christ. That's why, as Jesus put it, they will know we are his disciples, that we they will know that we're Christians by the love, not affection, but agape love that we feel for one another. To show agape love means to deal with people in a selfless manner. But even more than that, we discover here in the fifth chapter that to show agape love to people means that we deal with them selflessly and biblically. Because all of God's commands are in harmony with agape, with the essence of what agape love is all about. And so we know that we're responding to other people in a loving, truly loving way when we deal with them according to the biblical directives, biblical mandates. And yet, the fact of the matter is, as we deal with people biblically, some people will accuse us of not being loving. Because the Word of God identifies behaviors that they may be pursuing as inappropriate and sinful. And the Word of God commands us not to be confirming of such behavior and affirming of such behavior in the lives of other people. But you and I understand, of course, that it is God whom we are called upon to please, not people. Well, Let's move on into our study. As we're now in the third verse, we discover that obeying God's commands isn't burdensome for the believer. In fact, those are the words that are used here. Uh, His commandments are not burdensome. As I say, when we act in agape, as we were commanded to do in these earlier verses, uh, we act in a biblical manner. Being selfless toward God in the sense of being surrendered and obedient to him. Being selfless toward people in terms of selfless service, dealing with them in a biblical manner. And yet, as we approach that and as we seek to carry that out, one of the realities that we discover in our lives is that being selfless toward people can be a struggle at times. It's going to be a struggle for us for several different reasons. One of them is an internal reason. You and I, as redeemed children of God, have a warfare going on between our new heart and our members of our body, as Romans 7 talks to us about. The the old man, the old flesh that the scripture talks about that makes up part of who we are still in this world, wars against the spirit. 
So even though we've had agape love planted within us and have a new heart as part of being a new creation, we find that there's a war going on that seeks to keep us from acting in line with and in harmony with that new man. And so there's a, there's a struggle that emerges. <laughs> Keeping God's word, responding in agape love can be tough. Secondly, we live in a culture made up of people. There's no escape from that. And as we try to interact with people within a culture, we find that the world culture around us, whether on our family level or local level or whatever level, wars against God's word and God's commands. There's very different worldviews dominating the cultures in which all of us find ourselves. And therefore, there's a tension and a pressure that comes on us from seeking to obey God's commands because often it puts us at odds with the people in the culture around us who are purposely not obeying God's commands, instead are doing the very things that God commands us not to do. Then we add to those two pressures, the pressure of the world on us, the pressure of the uh, flesh that's still within us. We add to it the fact that Satan is alive and well on this earth, and he is constantly tempting us to not carry out God's commands, to not believe that that's important for our lives. So the world, the flesh, and the enemy attacks us. And then we have the added dimension that sometimes even brothers and sisters in Christ look at us if we seek to deal with them in a biblical manner as being unloving is the phrase again that's so often used. <laughs> Four important pressures, pressures from our flesh, from the world around us, from Satan, and also at times from misguided believers work to make carrying out God's commands a burdensome thing. And yet, what God tells us here in verse 3 is for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Verse, I'm sorry, verse 3. And his commandments are not burdensome. By this we know the love of God, that we keep his commandments. His commands are not burdensome. Beras in the Greek, which means weighty, pressing down, something oppressive, something that presses our shoulders down. Picture that when you seek that, when you see that word. Well, here's the point. Some people think that God's word and God's laws are oppressive, burdensome, weighing them down. Laws that take away their fun, take away their happiness, take away their good times. They'll view God's word in that way, and they may just grit their teeth and try to keep it, but it's a burden thing, weighing them down. And yet God says, listen, my commands are not burdensome. They're not intended to put a weight on your shoulders and push you down. I was thinking about Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, where Jesus says these words, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's the promise of the Lord Jesus to us. But we look at that, especially in light of what I had just previously said, we're often seeking to keep the law of God to act lovingly, as that's defined here, can seem burdensome and weighty and pressure on us. Now, how can they both be true? 
how, how can this promise from Jesus be real? In light of the struggles we have with obedience, in light of the world's attitudes toward God's commands, how can this be a true promise to us? And in verses 4 and 5, as I will go on and read them to you, we begin to discover some of the answer to that. Because God gives us three reasons that that promise is true. Let me pick up the reading in verse 4 of First John chapter 5. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that's overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? In verses 4 and 5, we encounter three reasons that God gives us clear reasons as to why the word of God is not burdensome to those who have been redeemed. His commands are not burdensome. Now, I'm going to wait until tomorrow to look at those verses 4 and 5 and identify those three commands with you or the three reasons why his commands are not burdensome. But for right now, let me let me end today by challenging you. What is your heart feeling about God's word and God's commands? Are you approaching it, finding it burdensome to be in line with God's truth? Are you looking at the promise that Jesus made back in Matthew chapter 11? Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly, and you'll find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Are you finding it difficult to believe that that's possible? Well, be honest about it before God. And then join me tomorrow as we look at the three reasons God gives us for why his commands are not burdensome for his redeemed children. God bless.